You are listening to episode 67 of the Mad Chatters podcast, January 6, 2016. Most everyone's mad here. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the very first Mad Chatters podcast of the new year. This is your very important date with the happenings at Walt Disney World and around the Disney universe. Joining me are my friends and fellow chatters, Matthew. It is my privilege to be with you all this evening. (laughs) And Jeremy. He's a bad mother. Shut your mouth. Very nice. Well, Happy New Year, guys. Uh, to you as well. Yeah. Did you make any uh, resolutions that you failed already? No. I'm not really. <laughs> never... I'm not really the resolution type. No, I make I make resolutions every day. That's Ooh. what I. That's what I say. Yeah. Mm. It's like why why yeah. it, why in August would I be like I want to do this? I'll just wait till January. Say, first. Today I'm going to lose weight, and then I forget <laughs> about it. And then tomorrow, today I'm going to lose weight. <laughs> Yeah, take a little time to find the resolutions in every day. That's what <laughs> yeah. I said. Perfect. Well, since it is a new year, that means we've got lots of fun, exciting things to look forward to. We're going to talk about those things a little bit later. But first, let's do one of my favorite segments, which is called It's the Small Things After All. It's the background music that things unseen. It's the hidden gems and things in between. Though perhaps hard to spot, we sure love them a lot. It's the small things after all. All right, so who wants to go first? I will, I will. My small thing today is something that uh, I appreciated the last time I rode this attraction and it's so minute but you know that's what this segment's all about those little minute things that we just really enjoy that for whatever reason make us happy and so i was riding space mountain and on the ascension up the hill i noticed the well i mean i always notice them but i stopped to appreciate them the two gentlemen that are duplicated on both sides by the way so Mm -hmm. four technically but they're two of the same um that are like the mission control Mm -hmm. that are i don't even they're not animatronics because they're static and they don't move so they're really like mannequins (laughs) but the one is seated the other is casually hunched over his shoulder and they're just making sure that your rocket's going to be safe the whole time that you're blasting off. I've named them Ace and Gary, and I think they're really uh, just nice, and it's just a nice they're little just touch. Nice. They're so they're nice. They're also wearing, like, eye doctor sunglasses. They are. They yeah. certainly are. I tell you, without them, we would just be floating into space. I always I've, imagined I've seen that they're the voices that we heard. Wait, you, you all said that at the same time. What? I said I always imagined that those were the voices, like the guy that's counting down at the beginning oh, and saying, go for possibly. launch and all that stuff. I always just imagined that was them talking. Probably is. Yeah. Talking mannequins. I always think of them as like, they're like my George Clooney, and I am Sandra Bullock, just floating out there in space. <laughs> <laughs> Sandra Bullock. Y'all stop making fun of me because I say her name wrong. <laughs> 
Okay. Oh. Okay, I'm going to take over from here and say that for mine, it is the Adventureland Bridge. As you walk, I, I always go to Adventureland for these. I don't know what it is, but I oh, love Adventureland. So many small things to love. There really are, because there are the big things that everyone likes, like Pirates of the Caribbean, but don't overlook these small touches that really make it. And for me, that bridge, which they redid not that long ago, like now it's flat. Um, yeah. But I love the signage, especially as you walk through. Like it's got the kind of tiki poles that are holding it up and it's got skulls all around the sign. I love the lettering on that sign that just spans from one end to, of the bridge to the other. And there, I think there's like a big skull in the middle with some spears sticking out of it. Mm-hmm. It is such a perfect touch. That, and then, like, as you're crossing it, you know, the music just just does that seamless transition. Crossfade. Into the boom, 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 like the steel drums and things like that. And <laughs> love it. Don't overlook that because it's, it's just a work of art. Uh, my small thing is a very small thing that um, I don't think many people would notice, but it is everywhere. And that is the lighting on the gorgeous palm trees throughout Walt Disney World. At all of the parks, think about Epcot leading into Hollywood Studios, even down Sunset Boulevard. And most of them are um, lights that are in the sidewalk itself or that are below it that just accent the palm trees and give a little bit of, you know, accent lighting to Mm. to the foliage around Walt Disney World that might otherwise go unnoticed. And the ones around Spaceship Earth now slowly change colors. I think that's been for a few years now, but the line of palm trees around Spaceship Earth slowly rotate colors, and it's pretty. I gotta say, I don't know if I have ever noticed that, so... Well, you'll notice it next time. I definitely will. I'll make a note of it. You two, go Google that. Lights under trees at Walt Disney World. Cool. Thank you for teaching me how to Google. (laughs) (laughs) And now we're going to move on to our next segment, and that is Give Me Five. No. <laughs> no. That's not the name of it? Take Five. Where have you been? Give Me Five. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm going to take your five when you give it to me. Uh, I don't know. I was trying you to introduce segments anymore. <laughs> Uh, no, this is take five in which we throw out a comment. No, we throw out a topic Come and then we have... Hey, Matt, do you want to introduce this next segment? <laughs> I quit. <laughs> I'm sorry. You, do you have I got it, it. Okay. I got it. Take five where we throw out a topic and each of us explains that topic using only five words. However, some of us cheat and use six words sometimes uh-huh. as you'll see tonight, like tonight so. yes, okay. <laughs> I wonder who you could be referring to because that's <laughs> give me six <laughs> <laughs> yep y'all I'm going to warn you some of these suck I don't even know I just gave up but we're going to try that's- we can't all be on all the time yep yeah, right mm. okay so we're going to start uh, first topic is future world at epcot in its current state 
Derek, go ahead. This requires you to have some pop culture knowledge, I guess, from the 90s. That's lots of words. <laughs> well, hold on, stop. <laughs> okay. Okay, my five words. Here we go. Give me five. Even Encino Man is unimpressed. Ah. Because he woke up in the future, remember? Okay, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah we get it. <laughs> Britain Fraser. I really yeah. appreciate this question because it's future world in its current state. That's yeah. very... Which, as we'll talk about later, starting this week, is even less impressive than always before because Soren closed for a long refurbishment. Yes. So, anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Which makes my uh, take five for this all the more appropriate. Hmm. Electric Umbrella is the highlight. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> that is saying something. No, it's it's really not, but, no. you know. Mm. Okay, my uh, five words with that are actually six words. Like a grand and miraculous wasteland. Oh. Uh, how many did you do six for tonight, Jeremy? <laughs> uh, oh, you have one. to look. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think just two. Okay. All right, what's our next, what's our next category? I'm going to do the other one that I did six for. Okay. But this one makes sense because you have to have six because I'm quoting a movie. Okay. okay. Coco at Ohana. We all know Coco. She is the uh, hippie woman. And by hippie, I mean big hips. That plays the <laughs> ukulele at Ohana during dinner. Very seductively. She plays the ukulele. Mm. <laughs> I found a video on YouTube today and it just brought me back. I was yeah. like, there she is. She's still going. Y'all, this this is a little colorful. I am so sorry. <laughs> but it just, it felt right. Okay. That's fine. Okay. Mahalo. Really? But mahel now. <laughs> okay, forgive me. Moving on. <laughs> love you, Coco. Nothing but love. <laughs> okay. Here's my mind comes to us in the form of a song. <laughs> Someone's transitioning over the rainbow. <laughs> what do you mean, darling? <laughs> uh, okay, my five words that are really six. Danny DeVito, I love your work. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. We've quoted that movie a lot on this show. Never a bad day when you quote Mean Girls or Golden Girls. Wow. All right, next one. The new Chewbacca meet and greet at Disney's Hollywood Studios. This is at the Star Wars launch bay, right? Mm -hmm. Yes? No? Yep. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can meet Chewie there. So five words about that. You go first. I'll go first. Okay. Do the curtains match the carpet? <laughs> I think moving you on. just covered in it. <laughs> this was lazy, I'm sorry. The furs be with you. <laughs> just go, Matt. <laughs> <It's> terrible. <laughs> the <laughs> Matt, you are really good at doing a chewing oh, impression. Wow. Right. <laughs> I am very impressed. And that, of course, is translated, hey, guys, this is really good. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Oh. Well, that's six words. Hey, guys, this is great. <laughs> that sounds just like something he would say. Yeah. <laughs> Next. <laughs> okay. Uh, some of you may have seen this news floating around the Disney Twitterverse over Christmas, I think it was. I think it was Christmas Day, right? What are we talking about? Oh, sorry. That would help. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that information. There was a fist fight that broke out at Disney Springs. Um, yes, that was guests on got into it. Christmas Day. Christmas Day. It was a little crazy because uh, initial reports seemed like there was a gunshot that went off. But uh, police later said that was not true. Just two agitated guests exchanging words and maybe throwing a punch or two. Mm. So uh, let's have five words about this fist fight. Matthew. Someone called it downtown Disney. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know how that goes. I was so confused. Must have been some fanboys around. Man. If that happens the next time I'm there, oh, they're going to get it. I said, thank goodness for sunglass huts. Which made a lot more sense. <laughs> When I wrote it, I was thinking, like, to cover up your black eye, that's why there are ah. 18 sunglass huts in Disney World. <laughs> yep. Like I said, mm. not my best. Uh-huh. Okay. My, my five words about the fist fight. Duffy supporters must be stopped. <laughs> Absolutely. They're out of control. Mm. Violent. Mm. Um, next topic. Christmas crowd levels. Always a little crazy at the Walt Disney World during the Christmas season. So, five words, Derek, about Christmas crowd levels. Spectacular decorations. Itty bitty elbow space. Mm. Mm. See what I did there? I do. I get it. Very nice. Brought a little smile to the corner of my mouth. Longest wait is entrance turnstile. Mm. This is true. Unfortunately, yeah, that might be true. Actually, what's real? Well, I'll let Jeremy give his first. My five words? Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> yep. Um, no, my honestly, Soren is one of the longest. And oh my gosh, standing in that queue for 240 minutes, there's no way. No way. Oh my word. No. That's amazing. Okay. Uh, our final topic for this evening, and not a moment too soon. <laughs> that is the metal detectors, which you now have to go through at the beginning of uh, the parks for security reasons. The happiest pat down on earth. Mm. I don't know if that occurs there. No, I'm guessing it doesn't, but. I took liberties with my answer. Mm. Mine is like like the next step. Like first it was bag searches. And then it was metal detectors. Okay, now my take five. Cavity searches with Mickey gloves. <laughs> well, mine, mine piggybacks off of that, Matt, because I said coming soon, Disney's magical probing. So there you <laughs> yeah. go. Yay. Oh, boy. Well, that was five, take six. 
go to seven. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> it was weak is what it was, but. Um, I'm proud. I stand behind my answers. Sorry. No, really. I don't stand behind mine. But now they are on record forever. So there mm-hmm. you go. Now that we have said goodbye to 2015... It's time to look ahead to what Walt Disney World and the rest of the Disney universe will bring us in the coming year. Uh, Not only do we want to keep our listeners up to date on what's coming, but I personally also want to chat with you guys about what you're looking forward to most in 2016. Uh, So without further ado, let's preview some of the exciting things we're anticipating this year. And Jeremy, I'm going to send it over to you because first... I want to start outside of Walt Disney World and talk about some of the films Disney will be releasing in 2016. Certainly. Looking over the block of films scheduled to come out from the Walt Disney Company, it looks like a pretty good year, I think, hopefully. Uh, They're banking on a couple of films, I think, being big. Of course, it's going to be hard to follow 2015 with The Force Awakens, uh, making more money than has ever been made by anything ever yeah well as a time of recording it's only behind avatar wow and i'm sure it's gonna pass that i think so yeah. you know soon uh but anyways i think the the first film that they're coming out with is march 4th and this is a film that actually had a new preview that in many theaters was bundled uh with the force awakens and that is zootopia did you all see the latest trailer for that yes i did and it killed in my theater. I don't know about yeah. you guys, but... It really did. People were rolling. Everybody yeah. was in a really good mood, though. You know. Well, that's true, but the previews before it, people were actually booing every time it, the screen said, the following preview, everybody said, oh, oh. That's funny. But then that got, like, the biggest laugh of the night. That's good. Well, this movie, I was initially uh, hesitant about it the first time I saw it because I had immediate flashbacks to Chicken Little. Which we all know is not one of the best Disney films that's been put out in recent years or ever. And so the whole idea of like animals talking and living very human-like, it just sent me to to Chicken Little Zone. So when I – but this this trailer really kind of encouraged me, you know, as far as thinking this film has potential to be very humorous and very clever. uh, People are really into the underrated heroine stories right now, so – I think that it'll latch on for that reason. I was originally scared of it because of the resemblance to the um, very, very little-known animated feature, The Wild. Oh, yeah. That thing. It just kind of reminded me of it. Like you said, it just brings back those... It triggers bad memories. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and and it doesn't... It doesn't have any, like, fairy tale elements to it at all. It doesn't have anything like that. So it does... Upon first initial viewing, it has a very DreamWorks-like quality to it. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But the preview I saw, are you talking about the sloths in the... Yes. Okay. What's it called? DMV. Um, the animation, when his eyes light up, I was just blown away to make that they could do that with an animal's face, you know, was yep. really cool. So I'm, I have high hopes for it. I do. Zootopia, March 4th. Looking forward to that. Are we... Uh, um, I'm sorry. Are you skipping the finest hours on purpose? Is that not like a Disney Disney movie? Oh yeah, that's right. 
The uh, one with Chris Pine? Uh, yeah, it's this story of, uh, well, just reading the plot synopsis here, is an upcoming American disaster drama film uh, based on the true story of two oil tankers off the coast of Cape Cod in 1952, the SS Fort Mercer and the SS uh, Pendleton. It's starring, uh, not a, like a, I mean, I don't know any of these people, maybe they are well known, uh, Chris Pine, Casey Affleck, Ben Foster, Josh Stewart, and some others. But it reminded me, it just reminds me of, um, I don't know, some of those uh, off the charts, kind of little known Disney dramas of the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I don't this even know. This wasn't Disney, but did you see U571 back in the day? No. The submarine mm-hmm. movie. Okay, it it gave me a lot of the same types of feelings as I watched the trailer. It re- reminded me of that. It looks very interesting. I mean, that the, they would pick up a story like this. I'm sure it was big news, but to think about watching a movie about it, it's like it's just these two old tankers were destroyed by some massive storm, and then this life crew goes in to rescue them. <laughs> and that's that opens this month. Yeah, January 29th. It just okay. sounds like it could be. Uh, and it doesn't star Kevin Costner? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just yeah, it might be good. Might have promise. Yeah. All right. Next one, though, that we're going to move on to, April 15th, tax day, boo, uh, the live-action Jungle Book comes out. And, uh, again, another nice trailer has been recently released that kind of shows the animation. I think we're all cautiously optimistic about this film as far <laughs> as the voice talent looks very interesting, the... The animation looks amazing. Yeah. But uh, anyways, uh, Bill Murray, the voice of Baloo. Yeah, this is another one that showed before Star Wars in my theater. And oh, one thing I, I didn't see it. Well, in the IMAX, it did. The oh, first okay. time I saw it, it didn't. But at the IMAX, it did. And one thing I noticed was that the animation does look good, but we still have yet to hear a single voice besides Scarlett Johansson's. Like the entire yeah. trailer is her speaking as Ka, but right. no one else speaks up yet. So I'm very interested how they're going to do that. Yeah, I don't know if it's, they're waiting for like a big reveal or if they're like, oh, it's not ready yet. I don't know. Yeah, because when I think of Bill Murray, I think of comedy. You mm-hmm. think yeah. of chuckles and laughs, but the trailer has a very serious tone to it. It doesn't seem yeah, like it's... Yeah, it does. He, the B- Mowgli like sprints and jumps out of a window three different times in the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, a lot of jumping. King Louie looks very large. He does. He does. <laughs> very right. disproportionate. Isn't that Christopher Walken? Is that yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, See, one. another, th- I can't imagine this being a serious film with Christopher Walken as King Louie. I mean, come on. That's just begging for comedy. Yeah, yeah maybe it is. Who knows? Maybe some comedic elements. Well, remember the Into the Woods trailers were all very serious. And then not until it was almost time to release it did they show like the first clip with them singing, even though it's a musical. Yeah. So maybe yeah. they're just taking their time. Our next film the next in the Marvel Universe, May the 6th, is Captain America Civil War. And this trailer, again, another action-packed trailer that looks like it has lots of people jumping and fighting. <laughs> and uh, it looks like Captain America and Iron Man are no longer on good terms. Uh-oh. So I'm so excited, you guys. Did you see Captain America Winter Soldier? The no. sequel? Oh, it's so good. I just, for the life of me, cannot develop an interest in these superhero movies. Mm. I'm trying so hard. I, I went right. to see Avengers, but everyone in the Star Wars, um, when this trailer came on, was losing their minds. And I was just, I was trying to be excited. 
<laughs> Yay. Yeah. You're like, yeah, go, Tony Stark. Go. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it looks great. And like I said, Winter Soldier is one of my favorite Marvel movies thus far. I'm with Matt. I'm a little more into it than Matt is, but I'm totally with you. Like, it has taken a lot for me to get into superhero films. And I enjoyed Avengers and Avengers 2 and, and, and that kind of thing. Um, I will see this film, but I'm not going to be pumped about it like I was for Star Wars. I, I, I don't know why, but I think my problem is even though these films are all connected, they're not really in a sense of they don't carry over. Like, you could watch one and be satisfied. You know what I mean? I mean, the, those are two different things. They do carry over, but you can watch one and be satisfied. Yeah, but I was kind of hoping some of the Civil War drama would start in Avengers 2. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Instead of having to, all of a sudden, this is a whole separate plot that has to develop for the second film, with the exception of the post-credit tag or whatever that was. Um, but I, I would have liked to seen some drama between Captain America and Iron Man start at the end of Avengers, at least. Well, you saw a new group of Avengers assemble at the end. Yeah, but, you know, like 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 The Force Awakens. That ended in such a way that now... You have to see Episode 8. Yes. And you can't see Episode 8 without seeing Episode 7. Mm-hmm. I don't get that from the Marvel Universe. I just kind of feel like they're kind of hodgepodge together. Well, that's probably mm-hmm. the point. I mean, if they made it like that, I would be really annoyed. But, anyway... May the 27th, the next film comes out from the Disney uh, Studios, and that is a sequel as well. Another sequel. And uh, we, all we've had this far, we've had one original. Well, except for the oil tanker movie. But anyways, uh, Alice Through the Looking Glass. Next. So the world of Alice in Wonderland returns. Um, Johnny Depp, of course, returning as the Mad Hatter. Thoughts, opinions? I don't like these. No. I fell asleep during the first one and haven't watched it since. I was kind of excited about the first one, but I, the, I don't know. Someone should tell Tim Burton nobody likes that look anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Stop trying to make Hot Topic happen. Yeah. I like, I did, I mean, I don't, I don't know how to say this. I, I've admitted before, I have a weird fascination with Wonderland. Um, I just love the whole concept. I love the whole idea. If I could live there, I totally would. So anything Wonderland, you're gonna, I'm gonna see it. I mean, no problem. The first one that came out, it wasn't my favorite, but it, I didn't hate it, you know. So I'll definitely see the second one, and 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 I'll, I'll probably enjoy it. I get that. I don't judge that at all. I'm like one of three people in the whole world that's watched Once Upon a Time in Wonderland <laughs> and liked it. So because <laughs> you really like when they added the Mad Hatter to the original show, right? Oh my gosh. The first season of Once Upon a Time is so good, and the best episode of that whole thing is the Mad Hatter episode, uh, w- which is played by the same guy, Sebastian Stan, Stock, Stan? Stan, yeah. Who plays Bucky That's in uh, the Marvel Universe. Um, Very good connection. It's all crossover. but uh, So I like Wonderland. I, I'm going into this movie with very low expectations, but like I said, I'm sure I'll enjoy it. If for nothing else, it'll make me long for Wonderland again. Mm-hmm. June 17th, the first film of the year that I am super pumped about. Finding Dory. Really? Yes! Because it's voiced by freaking Ellen. No, uh. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, I love Ellen DeGeneres, but 
Finding Nemo is my favorite Pixar film of all of them. I love it too, which is why I'm not excited about Finding Dory. Because I'm like, why? Why can't it just be a standalone film that's genius? I don't know why it yeah. needs. I, I get know. that, but I just feel like these characters, there's a depth there to these characters that we can go exploring them a little bit more and it's going to be fine. So okay. I have high hopes for Finding Dory. I think, I think it's going to be good. I hope so. All right. According to my list, the next film, July the 1st, I don't know what this movie is. The BFG? Raw Dahl. Oh, yeah. This is an interesting one. Yeah, I read this one. I don't really remember this as well as Roald Dahl's other books, but it's a it's a giant. I get, big Friendly Giant, is that what it is? Oh, is I, it Big Friendly, friendly Giant. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and so I'm intrigued by the movie, but I was even more intrigued recently when I found out that John Williams is doing the score and Steven Spielberg is directing it. I had no idea. Disney plus Spielberg plus Williams is terrific. That's going to be good. What's the, <laughs> what's the plot? Oh, there's a giant, and he's It's a big, big friendly and... giant. Maybe he's a little too friendly. Uh-oh. <laughs> That's the tagline. In a world <laughs> where giants are too friendly. All yeah. right. August the 12th, another film comes out, and it's another remake. Pretty much it's a year of sequels and remakes, uh, which seems to be a trend lately as well. But this is another live-action remake of a live action slash animated film of the past well there may be animation in this i'm sure they didn't find a real life giant uh dragon uh that is pete's dragon will be released on august the 12th very interesting that we haven't seen like any kind of a uh, trailer or sneak peek about this because i'm really curious to see what the film's going to look like and feel like the only thing i know is that bryce dallas howard is in it who's the chick in jurassic world who runs around in high heels oh yeah okay. well who plays pete i wonder they found some newcomer. Well, we'll see. Some Johnny-come-lately. Mm. Some, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this episode is going swimmingly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to move on the last two really quick. There's like three. <laughs> There's three. Go ahead. What's the other one? We'll see which one you don't say. Okay. Okay. Moving along, November 23rd, Moana comes out the next disney princess i guess we could say is going to be added to the canon assuming the film does well uh this of course set in hawaii um featuring the voice of uh Dwayne the rock johnson who does not voice moana as far as we know i think it's moana for the record moana, moana hand solo <laughs> yeah exactly well earlier you said that zootopia reminded you of the wild. what was it called the wild uh-huh. When I first saw the they they released like Im an image from this film and I got lots of the Crudes vibes. Do you remember no, that DreamWorks okay. movie? Yeah. So yeah, just the way I, the people look. Yeah, like I love this region for the music and for the culture and stuff like that. So I feel like I'll I'll enjoy it. I just hope yeah. that it doesn't give me those DreamWorks vibes when I finally see it. Yeah. You know what I hope? I hope there's not one single stinking reference to Stitch in this whole film. Because they're both set in Hawaii, and I could see them trying to do some like clever little Stitch in the background. Nope, 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 nope. Keep Stitch out of it. None. No Stitches. By the way, guys, this is random, but I'm going to bring it up right now. A guy at work the other day, we were talking about the best Disney films ever. His top three, one of them was Lilo and Stitch. 
He's very passionate about that film. It's one of my favorites of that decade, for sure. Yeah, but I've, I've never met anybody that would say Lilo and Stitch was like top three of their favorite Disney films ever. He just believes it is truly a very well-made film. He clearly has not been to Tomorrowland because that can really <laughs> mess up your opinion of that movie. Yeah. No, I'm excited about this one simply because of a movie set in Polynesia, and there's surely going to be good Hawaiian folk music throughout, which yeah. is one of my favorites. Don't add her to Enchanted Tiki Room. Mm. Stop trying to make that happen. And um, then December... Now, we passed Doctor Strange on November 4th. That's going to be a big one. Oh, you're right. Yeah. It's going to be a very big one. I don't mean not like it, it, blockbuster, but I know a lot of people who are very excited about Doctor Strange, who it, starring Benedict Cumberbatch as mm-hmm. Stephen Strange, who uh, apparently, I don't know, I didn't know who Doctor Strange was before hearing of this film. Apparently, he's just a guy neurosurgeon who gets in a car accident and discovers magical powers so <laughs> there you go dr strange another movie based on actual events i tell you they're on yeah. the roll <laughs> right 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 yeah no benedict cumberbatch of course very hot and popular right now so yes this movie will and make it's lots in the marvel money. universe for those that wouldn't know because i wouldn't have known otherwise it's right it's one of the one of the the hidden gems of the marvel universe that disney has uh, discovered in making making movies out of much like Ant Man. Yeah, I thought of Ant Man and I thought of Guardians of the Galaxy. Both of those yeah. did very well, even though they're lesser known comic book figures. So yeah. I feel like Doctor Strange will be the next in that line. Yeah. Well, when you have characters that are very beloved and well known, there's a lot of strings that are attached to them to do well. So when you bring out these unknown characters, you can kind of just make them whatever you want them, and they do well. Then you yeah. know, so you're not dealing with like the Incredible Hulk, where there's an idea already in people's minds. Mm-hmm. And the final film of 2016, at least from the Disney Company, December the 16th, the first of the Rogue Star Wars films, Rogue One, will be released. Now, these are Star Wars films that are not necessarily connected to the trilogies, but they kind of give us maybe some origin stories or some side battles or what do they call it? Extended universe? Yeah. yeah. They're, they're calling these like anthology films, I think. Is that right? Yeah. Star Wars yeah. anthology. Okay. This one will take place right before A New Hope where the Rebels yeah, are starting to- Yeah, that's why I'm to, very excited about yeah, it. Yeah. Get the plans for the Death Star and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, there at least are two more are in the works that are obviously aside from the episode uh, movies, episode eight and nine, and and one will apparently feature the uh, origin story of Han Solo, mm-hmm. and the third one supposedly will be centered around Boba Fett. Oh, I had not heard that one. Yeah, I, I don't know about an origin story, but maybe just the movie about him. Cool. I don't know. So yeah, I'm excited about these. Uh, extra Star Wars movies. Me well, too. well, Boba Fett's, he has an origin, right? Because he, in the... He's Jango Fett. Jango Fett? Jango Fett? Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, Jingo that's Fett's. where he was born. Like, he's there with Jango Fett, but as far as how he grows up and becomes a bounty hunter and all that stuff, who knows? That'll be the interesting part. Yeah, I, these will be fun. If we can have more Lando, then I'm... I'm, I'm all in favor. I yeah. kind of half expected Lando to get some sort of cameo in The Force Awakens, but maybe later. If if he just if he just walked in drinking like a Colt forty five and be like, baby, <laughs> I'd be like, yes, yeah, <laughs> Lando, <laughs> <laughs> my man. 
All right, well, let's get away from films and uh, talk about what I really want to talk about, and that's the parks. And uh, before we get to the big, exciting stuff, I do want to mention some merchandise that's coming out that I thought was pretty cool. One thing I've talked about before, and I feel like every time we're at the parks, I point them out to you guys, and I'm like, I want one of those. And it's those little colored elephants from Jungle Cruise. They have like a yellow one and maybe like a blue one, and they're kind of ceramic looking. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Okay, and yes. they're they're just little figurines. Well, they're coming out with two in the same likeness, a purple one that's Figment and then a red one that is Big Al. So now I'm like, okay, I have to get oh. all of these and yes. set them up somewhere. Um, they're coming out with a battleship game that's themed to Pirates of the Caribbean. So, like, it's uh. actual pirate ships that you put on the board. Oh, that's cool. I kind of want that as well. Uh, okay, Jeremy, you love your trash can salt and pepper shakers. Well, they're coming out with Disney trash can Christmas ornaments this summer. And the last thing I wanted to mention is just because it might sound very familiar to listeners of the Mad Chatters podcast. They're coming out with a pin of the month, and they're calling them Disney Love Letters. And they're little enveloped, envelope-shaped ornaments with two like different characters that are in love. Like I think the first one will have Ellie and Carl from Up. And then you flip open the envelope and like a little card comes out that basically says things that the sweetheart tart candies would say, you know, like be mine or whatever. Oh. But I was like, Disney love letters. They totally stole that. Yeah. When's the check coming in the mail, Disney? Exactly. Um, no, but I think the, the inscriptions are a little more specifically. I think like the Ellie and Carl one will say like, you're my favorite adventure or something like that. Oh, yeah. That would make a lot more sense. You're my favorite adventure. <laughs> yes, that's a good idea. But, I mean, not that I'm going to get those pins, but anyway. No, but anything that promotes love, I'm all for. Oh, that is so sweet. Well, those are all really the only ones I wanted to mention. The rest were, you know, what's Duffy's girlfriend? Lots of stuff like that where I'm like, well, I'm not getting that. <laughs> But also to look forward to this year, and I do look forward to these more and more after we talk to Dave and Becky, but those are the Run Disney events. There are four this year, and there's going to be a brand new one in April called the Star Wars Half Marathon, The Dark Side. So I'm guessing there will be lots of fun meet and greets at that one. So if you're into running, maybe check those out. I'm surprised there hasn't been announced any of the new characters meet and greet yet at uh, like a Kylo Ren or something like that. That's true. He was on the uh, Rose Bowl Parade. What's it called? Rose Rose Parade or Rose Bowl Parade? I think it's called the Rose Bowl Parade. Okay. Anyway, he was on the float for that, so I assume the character will be coming soon. That'd be great. Yeah. If we're talking about 2016 changes, we also should mention Disney Springs, which is still going through construction. I hope it should be done by the end of this year, but it's almost started to feel like one of those projects that won't end, that's just going to constantly evolve. Well, you know, Walt Disney once said, Disney Springs <laughs> will never be completed as long as there is financial opportunity in the world. <laughs> I remember that quote. Uh, but some As of the long things- as there are sunglass hut franchises uh, to be bought <laughs> exactly but i do remember some of the specific things they mentioned this year um like the landing is just about finished that's the area where jock Lindsay's is and the boathouse and stuff like that so the next area is going to be the town center and they said that this theming wise is going to be a throwback to small town florida of the early 20th century i think this is that area that in the concept art had all like the string the light the popcorn lights you know hung and at one point it had 
like the old railroad station that was high above that you could walk on. And now I think that's been scrapped. But um, this will include the planet Hollywood, which is going to look like an observatory from the outside now back in the day. Uh, the Edison is going to be a 20s themed restaurant. So they're really going to go with that 20s theme through and through. And that area will be heavily worked on this year. And, uh, of course, a lot of racism as well. Yes. Yeah, they're going to inform their cast members about that and really make them get into the role. Yeah. So. All right, Matt. What's going on at the parks, which is we what we know everyone cares most about? <laughs> yeah. Well, let's pull up first to Animal Kingdom. Two, well, one really big thing is coming to Animal Kingdom in 2016, and that is the... Uh, Rivers of Light nighttime show will be debuting sometime this year. I don't know if they've set a particular time. They say spring 2016, I think, which could be May through December. So <laughs> just keep on look for that. So uh, true. Disney's, uh, th- this will be on the, the large body of water that's very visible anywhere from the time you turn right to go to Dinoland all the way around to Asia. And so they, they've been at work the last very many months building large amphitheaters amphitheater style seating all around that body of water and uh, I, I think it's going to include a lot of water projections not so much pyrotechnics and fireworks for the animals whatever comfort uh, so a lot of water projections think a lot of world of color style stuff but also props uh, big old set pieces and I think some live action elements too mm-hmm. so uh, it's going to be like a fantastic on steroids with animals and stuff. <laughs> That's its official tagline. <laughs> Will this event be hosted by Neil Patrick Harris? By oh, instance? kill me if it is. No, he'll yeah he'll start out with the circle of life. <laughs> it's the circle of life because he over enunciates everything. Are you all? I'm very excited about this because I'm excited about Animal Kingdom getting some love and being there at nighttime. Um, whether or not I'm 100% in for this show yet, we don't know much about it. Are you all excited for it? I'm definitely excited. I think just Animal Kingdom at night is really the theme of 2016. You're going to be able to see it in a completely different way this year. And that's what I'm excited about, including Rivers of Light. Yeah. This uh, this coincides. Uh, I think one came after the other. This one came after that one, and that is the the new nighttime adventure that you can experience on Kilimanjaro safaris. Mm. So they've, uh, I guess, developed a way to do a whole new experience at night to still, I don't know, maintain the comfort of the animals and let them rest and be in their place and eat. And I don't know what they have to do at night. I think they're just going to take the animals out of the safari, and it'll just be you driving through the savanna. Oh yeah, yeah. But it's at night. Uh, hiding from po- you're trying to find poachers, right? Or maybe plot twist: you are a poacher now, <sighs> and you're looking for the animal. I don't think that'd go over very well. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, one of the big things everyone's looking forward to Animal Kingdom in 2016 is the ongoing construction of Pandora, the mm. world of Avatar, over there at the uh, the very front side of the park. With the cranes are already up, you can still see lot. You can already see lots of show buildings. Uh, floating mountains, as Jeremy provided a picture for us a few weeks ago. Floating mountains are already going up. So over 2016, we'll, of course, see that uh, that land round the bases to completion in 2017. Mm-hmm. 
So is there anything? And I don't think I'm, there's anything I'm missing at Animal Kingdom except for the addition of the restaurant Tiffins, correct? Yeah. And that's going to be a signature table service restaurant. I, I shouldn't say those in the same thing. The, a signature restaurant, uh, two pointer. You know, so judging from this artwork and the stuff they're saying about it, they're going to have to do a lot of. I don't know. The artwork looks like. It looks like like Tusker House or just some kind of resort food court to me in the in the thing. There better be something really really unique about it. Hmm. I was picturing something more like Sanaa. Have you seen the concept art for Tiffins? Yeah. It just it's very bright. The tables are very bare. Mm. There's lots of children in the pictures. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> this is making me think resort table service restaurant. It looks like something you would find there. But, I, you know, that's just concept art. We'll see. Where will this restaurant be located in Dan- Disney's Animal Kingdom? I, you're supposed to have water waterfront seating. So, and, and But judging by the decor and the name, I would say it's going to be accessible from Discovery Island. Okay, okay. So, Oh, this is the one right behind the Flame Tree Barbecue we thought about? I think so. People have said Asia because the name is an Indian word, or it's an Indian English word, meaning a midday meal or a type of container used to carry food while traveling. (laughs) Very creative there. Mm. Uh, So a lot of people have said Asia, but if you look at the artwork, it's not going to be Asian-themed or Indian-themed. There's gorillas, there's elephants and all kinds of stuff, and it has that kind of whimsical look that would go well with Discovery Island the way it is. Well, Animal Kingdom could use another table service, so. Yeah. I'm oh, sure absolutely. They only have, what, two? Yak and Yeti and Tusker House? And then Rainforest right outside the gates. Oh, that and who? This will be their first and only uh, signature, except for the ones at the Animal Kingdom Lodge, right. uh, Chico. But yeah. this one will be uh, in the park itself. And cool. obviously that will be coinciding with the more late night options the 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 show and the the Kilimanjaro safaris and the park being open later and i guess you know a certain class of people wanting a place to go eat for themselves at night it's amazing that all these changes which is a lot that are coming to animal kingdom none of them include pandora which will arguably be the biggest change animal kingdom experiences and that's not till next year this is a slow evolution towards that (laughs) yes yes have they announced any food options for Pandora yet? No, they really haven't. I'd be curious to see if there's going to be a nice table service there or if it's just going to be quick service or what. Yeah, that's interesting. There surely be something. Yeah, there needs to be. Maybe like some sort of food cart or something. But I mean, <laughs> Ooh, at the very least, part. with lots of blue food, I'm sure, if Star Wars Season of the Forest was any indication. Mm. Anyway. Well, um, let's hop on over to the Magic Kingdom. Uh, really, let's go there because there's not much to say there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the Skipper Canteen has officially, uh, I, I don't know if it's officially opened. I guess it has officially opened. Right, it has. Uh, yeah. So, you know, that's not going to be opening in 2016, but certainly opening toward the end of 2015. It'll be a, a brand new dining option table service in Adventureland uh, throughout 2016 that, that will certainly be on many people's vacation schedules or uh, been seeing a lot of good things about skipper canteen online. Oh, i'm gonna have to get over there yeah i really wanted to but the wait was substantial i'm gonna try to get a reservation sometime someone today said they walked up and had a 15 minute wait so oh? i think now that the holidays are over it's a little easier to get in 
Yeah. Speaking of holidays, coming this year to the Magic Kingdom... Christmas! Yeah, Mickey's not so scary Halloween party, and, and Mickey's very merry Christmas party, obviously. Yeah. Returning. We assume. Yeah. Now, we mentioned this earlier in the podcast, but if we take the monorail to Epcot, uh, Soren has closed until further notice, and mm-hmm. we're and they're saying summer, correct? 2016. Yeah. And all of this points to the opening of the third theater. Um and the arrival of ho- uh, hopefully, I guess it's it's been officially announced the the new film soaring around soaring around the around the world or yep, soaring yeah, over the horizon, soaring over the not soaring. I know I said soaring. It's no, soaring. It's, it's soaring around the world. Soaring. Oh, it is. Yes, I think over the horizon is Hong Kong or Shanghai or something. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, this one, and, and, and like we said in a, in a recent episode, I think in the best announcements and things from the chatties we talked about, um, this will obviously include more than scenery from California, and it will include scenery from all over the world. Yeah. Most notably people, I think, that because it's really the only uh, part we've seen is the, the uh, shot over the Great Wall of China. So hopefully that makes it into our, our version. But three theaters... You know, here I'll put ten bucks on saying that the wait times won't change because mm. that just seems to happen with things. Uh, you create more room, more people will come. Uh, that's the whole goal behind the uh, the third theater. Well, I did notice that they closed it starting like in that little lobby area right by um, Sunshine Seasons, which means you can't even see the queue. So I'm really praying that they just completely overhaul the queue as well. Yeah. I mean, they kind of have to with the three tracks. I wonder if there will be three different split-offs somewhere. I don't know. But just mm-hmm. that queue, we've mentioned it before, but oh, I hate it so much that I really want it to become something different. Well, that's the thing about it being just, you know, many people go in at once. It's like you just wait in chunks. Mm-hmm. And you just stand there. And then you move a little further and stand there. <laughs> yep. uh, yeah, it's certainly not the most pleasant thing in the world. And then uh, lastly, we'll go to Hollywood Studios. Not lastly. We stay in Epcot because, see, and I didn't even remember that this was going to be opening this year because it has seemed like it's been such a short time. But um, the Frozen Ever After business at Norway is upon us. And, of course, that includes the new attraction taking the place of Maelstrom. It used to be there, the Viking boat ride. And also a very large uh, expanded area of the Norway Pavilion that features an Anna and Elsa meet and greet in the summer house. So uh, lots of new stuff coming to World Showcase. I'm hesitantly excited about this, and that's not something I thought I would say. Yeah. Well, the I little think- piece of artwork that's been released like the one on ride artwork of the people on the Viking ride as they're approaching um, Elsa standing on her little ice balcony doing some ice magic that seems to be the point in the ride when you will be turning backwards if I were to take a stab at it uh, good call I don't know I don't know but it looks like she's about to do a spell and launch you out of her castle backwards or something yeah maybe so We'll see. I'm excited about a new attraction. I think that's what it is mostly. Like I've come yeah. to terms. Maelstrom is gone. Let's look forward to what's new, which is the whole theme of this episode. <laughs> I think that the attraction is going to be very success- successful. <laughs> I think that the meet and greet is going to bomb hard. Oh, why? Because they're building this giant meet and greet space 
but the 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 thrill of meeting Anna and Elsa, the four hour waits are over. Yeah, it w- it's going to be like the queue to Nemo, where you walk forever to wait ten minutes hmm. yeah. and then go in. Interesting. Well, maybe they've accounted for that, and the queue itself is shorter because they said there's also going to be like real authentic Scandinavian things to look at and do. So maybe they've accounted for that and the queue isn't the entire thing. Well, hopefully. I just know that building is very large for just a meet and greet. One thing at Epcot I did want to mention, because we haven't really talked about on the show, and that is when Captain EO closed, they replaced it pretty quickly and they added signage that looks pretty permanent. So I feel like this is going to be there for a while. But showing in the Magic Eye Theater now are... It's called the Pixar Short Film Festival, and they're just doing three of the short films from Pixar's catalog back-to-back, and that's it. (laughs) So uh, that's kind (laughs) of why we did Epcot in its current state as one of the Take 5 categories, because I don't know what they're doing over there. It's just sad. Like spreading water. I would rather them have gone back to Honey, I Shrunk the Audience than that. Because at least... At least Honey, I Shrunk the Audience is unique to Epcot. I can watch Pixar shorts anywhere. That's true. And it's not even like they're 3D or anything like that. They're just like normal. No, at least, like I said, at least Honey, I Shrunk the Audience is different. You can't get that anywhere else other than Epcot. That's true. Yeah. Or bring back, bring back if I could, if I had wings or something that was like retro that you have in the back closet that at least make the fanboys happy other than just... Epcot. I mean, uh, Pixar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just Epcot. Yeah. Who cares about Epcot. Just films you can get on Netflix, probably. Yeah. I mean, it totally is Netflix worthy. It's just like, to me, it's just insulting. It's insulting to the average everyday guest and it's insulting to the fanboys. Well, yeah, Epcot's depressing. <laughs> let's leave. Speaking of insulting, Let's move on to Hollywood Studios. No, nothing insulting, I don't think. This some of the Star Wars stuff has already kicked off at Hollywood Studios in uh, 2015, uh, namely the Star Wars Launch Bay and the Jedi Training Academy. Uh, their new show, The Jedi Training Academy: Trials of the Temple. Um, mm-hmm. It's trials, and it's in the temple. The uh, <laughs> I don't think there's the the. Uh, the Symphony and the Stars fireworks show, the Seasons of the Force thing, is that kicked off or does that, is yeah. that like, it has, it already has happened. I think it was the same day the movie came out and now they show them nightly. Yeah, so this whole Seasons of the Force thing, which presumably is taking the place of Star Wars weekends, which is not happening this year. So there's something not to look forward to. <laughs> Uh, the uh, Hollywood Studios loses yet another attraction. (laughs) No, the Seasons of the Forge thing is a new fireworks show and all kinds of Star Wars entertainment at Hollywood Studios. Star Wars treats and snacks and special merchandise. Plus, as we mentioned earlier, the uh, opportunity to meet and greet with Chewbacca and Darth Vader. Mm. Um, Not much else to report from the studios except looking forward to some of the obvious things that are coming down the pipeline with this being announced the last year for uh, 2015 had was the last year for the Osborne family spectacle of dancing lights on New York street, which seems to indicate that New York street is going away. Maybe so. And the announcement that uh, pizza planet's going down for a lengthy refurbishment points to something. Yeah. They're not going to, they're not going to leave it as, as a pick, they're not going to leave it as a Pixar thing unless 
Muppet Vision is going away because they're it just with the Pixar area coming, the Toy Story area coming, uh, it wouldn't make sense to have that restaurant in a separate position. So it'd tell us two, one of two things: Muppet Vision is going away, or Pizza Planet is being rethemed to a Muppet restaurant. That that's interesting to talk about. I don't know if that's going to happen. I can't imagine them adding more Muppets at this point, but that's such a long refurbishment for Pizza Planet that it has to be getting some sort of new But, but the thing I'm saying is the logic that tells us that they're not going to keep it as Pizza Planet. Exactly. Because it's such a long refurbishment. Yeah. And because it's completely separated from where Toy Story Land will be. I can't imagine them putting a lot of money to keep it Pizza Planet and making it new if it's going to be separated from that land. Yeah. I don't think they would separate it that much. If they so. are, see, I have always said that Pizza Planet's a great idea, but it's horrible at Hollywood Studios. Like, it doesn't even yeah, look like the one Pizza from the Planet. movie. No. Yeah, so it, I kind of wish they would just move it and recreate it, but... And there's birds that get in there all the time. Ugh, <laughs> oh. that? Every time I've eaten there, there's birds flying around. It's nasty. Oh, I hate birds oh. flying around the earth. <laughs> no, I just in pizza Not where I eat. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but there, I have heard the Muppet speculation. That is very interesting. I wonder if we'll get some sort of an. Oh, I'm not speculating that. I'm just saying if it's not Muppets, then if it's not Muppets and they're keeping it Pizza Planet, then to me it seems like Muppet Vision is going away, yeah. and that's going to be part of Toy Story Land. I don't know. We'll see. In anyway, we'll see the construction begin surely for. Star Wars Land and Toy Story Land this year. Well, just this week, the meet and greets for those Cars characters back there, like you could beat Tomator and right. Lightning Queen, and also Phineas and Ferb, both of those closed this week. And uh. so Star Wars Land construction should start any day. What was the name of the restaurant in the Muppet movie that they eat at? Do you know what I'm talking about? Muppets Take Manhattan? No, the one where the guy's trying to make the frog, the frog legs. legs. Oh, I yeah. don't know. That would be good, though. <laughs> but wouldn't that be great to yeah. be the restaurant? Oh, that would be I great. I think they, they should, if they're going to keep legs. New York Street, they should just turn it into the restaurant that they work at in Muppets Take Manhattan. Totally. Yeah, with, like, diner. Yeah. with the rats that work in the back. Yeah. <laughs> peoples is peoples. Peoples is peoples. <laughs> I quote that all the time. Like, as I always say, peoples is peoples. <laughs> Uh, so that's uh, it's it's oh and it's Hollywood Studios. Excuse me, I left out Club Villain, which is yet another hard ticketed event uh, at Hollywood Studios. But this one is going to cost a hundred dollars. It's ninety nine ninety nine dollars, and it's geared and you, towards adults. Yeah, you have to be twenty one. Yeah, so there's going to be booze involved, obviously, but uh, hosted by Doctor Facilier, and that's really the only details I know. I guess the park will be open, and there'll be like some. Uh, you know, go figure dance parties here and there throughout the park. And uh, well, this is why I don't get it's where it's in the same building where Club Disney is now. And if you've seen pictures of the inside of Club Disney, they've really decked it out with like big old screens and a DJ and for mm -hmm. kids to come in and dance. Well, if it's going to be there almost every day, I don't know if they're going to if it's going to become Club Villain or if they're going to switch it out every afternoon or something. I don't know. Well, if it's a hard ticketed event, it's going to it's not going to be every day. It still could be, but but you're probably right. It's probably like three days a week or something. Yeah, they're calling it a dance and dine event, and you can like meet with villains. They, there's a villain stage show. It says reservations. DJ. You have to make reservations for this. Yeah. I guess just purchase tickets for it. I have never been interested in in attending any hard ticketed extra event. 
such as these kind of dessert parties or anything like that. I've never felt like it was worth the money. I will pay $100 to go to Club Villain. Okay. You know, I believe that. And not because of you, <laughs> not, not because it's you, Jeremy, but I feel like, uh, you know, every every year during Halloween, people kind of on Twitter or whatever kind of say, why doesn't Hollywood Studios get anything for Halloween that's more geared towards adults? Or, yes. you know, there was speculation that there'd be a fifth gate that's an all-villain park. And I think this is Disney's way of kind of saying, we'll, we'll try something here just for adults and see if it really does do as well as we think. If you can go there, pay $100, have dinner, drinks, dessert, all that kind of thing, then you get to enjoy a dance party, which I'm kind of coming around to the dance parties. I'm not going to lie. Uh, and, and you get to twerk and dance with the <laughs> villains. That's amazing. If Oogie Boogie is there and Ursula is there, I'm totally in. I can see totally it. Totally yeah. in. Okay, well, we'll have to try that and review it for the show then. Yeah. Absolutely. I'd do it. Oh, and don't forget Toy Story is getting that third track, kind of like Soren is. I, they'll probably yeah. be doing those simultaneously. But, uh, well, before we go, I feel like we should talk about some other big things that are happening in the Disney universe. For one, Shanghai Disneyland is set to open in the spring. I'm still a little skeptical of that because we haven't heard an official date. And I feel like by now they would have said it's opening May, yada, yada, yada. But anyway, Shanghai Disneyland, we've gushed about that on the show before. It should open in 2016. So watch out for that. Over at Disneyland, the big hubbub this week is that the Rivers of America attractions, including Fantasmic, Tom Sawyer Island, Mark Twain Riverboat, and the Railroad, are closing this coming Sunday. All year long, they'll be closed, so Star Wars Land construction can begin and can even shorten that river a little bit. This is big. This is a big deal, not just in the Disney community, but I have. It was on Yahoo News. The Nerdist was reporting this, like. It's a big deal that Disney is shutting down all these attractions. And, of course, the arguments continue almost daily about the Rivers of America being shortened. Continue, well, particularly from one Disney tweet. No, it's but, not just uh, one. No, it's not just one. I, like, the more I think about it, the I do get a little sad trying to picture Star Wars Land in Disneyland. I I, I mean, I think they can make it work. Yeah, but it is just really... It's a good plan. It's not. It's really not. I think all they saw was dollar signs. They did. Hollywood Studios, perfect fit. Totally. California Adventure, perfect fit. But totally. they, yeah, I don't. I'm, Frontierland, Tomorrowland, Star Wars Land. I'm a Disneyland fan from a distance, but I'm not a you know a Disneyland fan because I don't go often. Uh, but as a Disneyland fan from a distance, it is a little odd. I agree. It's going to be kind of jarring. But that's what they'll be doing all year, so we'll keep you guys um, up to date with what's happening over there. That new ride in Cars Land should open this year, so that might be good. Hopefully better than the the flying tires that Jeremy and I rode last year. Mm. It won't be hard to beat those, to be honest. But <laughs> I don't know. I kind of enjoyed it. it I, I did laugh a lot. I will say that. But we also did not ride it again after that. So That's true. Anyway, of course, you can always tune in to the Mad Chatters podcast to hear what's going on at the parks. We'll try to keep you up to date. I think 2016 should be a good year, especially for Animal Kingdom, it sounds like. So anyway, uh, I think that's all for this week's show. Thank you so much for tuning in for another year. Hopefully, it's only the first episode. It's the only time we'll tell. But <laughs> we hope you come back next week and uh, we will see you here if you do. 
Take a little time to find the magic in every day. Bye bye now. Shut down Chewbacca here. <laughs> I cannot. No. That's pretty good. That's just sound like Yoda yelling. <laughs> I was watching Empire Strikes Back today, and, and Yoda cracks me up because, you know, in the first three, he's like the, the first, first three prequels. You know, he's so noble and everything. But then, you know, the way he was originally at the beginning of Empire Strikes Back, he's like a Muppet. You know, he's kind of goofy. Yeah. Have you watched it in a while? No, but I know exactly what you're talking about because I thought the same thing. I was like, wasn't he supposed to be like, like you think of him almost like like a Gandalf, like yeah. a Dumbledore, no, he's like kind of like mischievous, this. taking Luke's food. and Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like playing with a flashlight around. like he's never seen a flashlight before. That's right. <laughs> he's endearing. Yeah. Do you know what his original name was in the first uh, couple of drafts of scripts? Adoy. Buffy. Oh. I read that today online, actually. Interesting. I'm glad, I'm glad we live in a Yoda world. Mm. Mm. This is a Yoda world! <laughs>